Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. From our financial life, to our relationships, to our kids and our health, we're interested in what it takes to keep everything going. This podcast is about women, working, money, and family. And in every episode, we will consider the research and share our takes on what we're learning every day about breadwinning. We'll ask you to share your breadwinning story. Each week, I'm joined by Jennifer Owens. She writes about working, wellness, and women, and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And I'm joined by Raquel Ellison. She is a management consultant and executive coach who works with companies big and small to design workplace policies that work for all employees. So, mm-hmm. good morning. Good morning, Tira. <laughs> I thought we would kind of go back to one of the basic, like almost the keystone of everything we talk about when we talk about work and life, family and career and all that. And it's the idea, it, what was getting me thinking about this was this article earlier this year by Claire Kane Miller, who writes the Upshot column for the New York Times. And let me see, what was the headline on it? Why mother's choices about work and family often feel like no choice at all. Mm -hmm. And she says, framing how to balance work and family, you can already hear my tone. (laughs) (laughs) Framing how to balance work and family as personal choices distracts from the bigger structural issues that force these choices. Individuals are left to figure out how to make it work and feel guilty when it doesn't work. And God, I think that's essentially Working Mother Magazine right there. Sure. That's kind of what's behind everything that right? that we've said. I think what's really kind of coming up for me, I mean, I remember being at one of your conferences talking Woo-hoo. to like somebody in this field that we both know who is a pioneer who's been doing this for a long time. And like, and I remember it wasn't, I don't remember how many years ago it was, but we were talking about like the changes around like parental leave and how that kind of, that, that tide was turning a little bit. Yeah. And there was a little bit of like, I heard this, like, all right, I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing from her. And I was like floored because I was like, lady, you have, I mean, with all due respect, woman of whatever valor, you have, yeah. you have been working on this issue for so long. And the yep. cynicism is striking, not because I'm judging you for it, but because I'm like, do you really think this isn't going to show? Like, you know, yeah. you've been in this longer than me. And I feel like there is this point where it's like, no, of course this isn't a choice. <laughs> like, yeah. there are no, you know, we're in this place where, you know, we see companies like, I mean, this is just the most complicated work family time ever. We see companies yeah. throwing like short windows of time, like here's 10 hours, like emergency care right, for your right. kid, like dependent well care, well care. Yeah. And it's like, We've got a ton of band-aids for this thing. But like so many freaking band-aids. It's like we're, a three-year-old. trying to get those get, bigger ones. Those ones where you really like scraped up your knee, the big rectangular yeah. one. Yeah, we <laughs> like, need one of those because right now we've got like literally, I mean, I'm sure this happened with your kids. My kids loved band-aids boxes and then you'd like, they'd come out like oh covered God. in like whatever band-aids. And um, yet still skin was showing. Yeah, exactly. That's the metaphor. Yeah. I mean, that's where we're at, right? Like, it's just, yeah. it's just, we keep doing this and it's, it's frustrating because yes. now I feel a little bit like that woman at the conference, you know, like, and I'm not, yeah. I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm just like, when, what is it going to take? Right? Like, we've been talking about this and talking about this and maybe it's political 
I believe it is. I honestly got right there. I believe it is. I believe that companies, the progressive companies, the companies that see a value, or maybe they're not even progressive, they just see the value in this. Either they have the long game where they know that they need a labor force down the road, or they see the pipeline of, you know, increasingly men of feeling these pressures. They lose people because they can't, you know, and we will use the word balance because... I know it's, you know, nothing is ever in balance, but we're trying to keep the pot of beans upright. Mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever that is. So for whatever reason, they have had the lead in offering the benefits we need. And what happens is you then seed to these employers how to define those benefits and how to communicate those benefits, how to support those benefits, because the government hasn't done any of this. Right. But then when you look at the employers who are offering it, and and I think yep. we could even like, I think we probably have between us and, and somewhere kind of like an overview of what different major employers are right. offering in terms of parental leave and other leave, we can look at that. But, you know, we're still talking about a very yeah. Oh, yeah. small segment of the population. And, and I definitely think that given that we both been doing this for a while. I mean, watching what happened under the last administration with Tom Perez doing his kind of roadshow, yep. of labor, doing his roadshow about paid leave, you know, companies were really eager to get on board with that. And as soon oh, as like that wasn't a priority. It was the best pissing contest it ever. It was the best pissing contest ever. I think that is what we, I yes. think we should, we should get just, we did so much work in that area and I feel like we could get together with some of our other friends yeah. make that into kind of a fun meme. But I think, you know, <laughs> I think we absolutely like it was great. And then, you know, and then there was this kind of flash that like maybe Ivanka cared about this. Maybe this would be right. something that would come up. Maybe she didn't see it fully in the way that maybe, you know, those of us who've been in it for a long time would see it. But at least, you know, you're, you know, you're at the point where you're asking for scraps. Oh, yeah. So thank yeah, you. You know, sure. th- thank you. I, I will take that. For sure. And yeah, but you, you know, ignore I mean, the dads. It was a whole thing. But yeah, right, the whole and, challenge with with that proposal was like, well, this is for moms. They're like part of it. Yeah. And not about caregivers of any other type. And I mean, I think it's just interesting to see how different. I mean, not just political groups, but like there's these lenses that people put over this question. Yeah. Right. Like either it's like, okay, I'm talking to you about paid leave, but I'm also like reinforcing the super like outdated idea of what family needs to look like because I'm only giving it to the mother of the situation. Yeah. Assuming there is a mother yeah. in this situation, right? Like, so, you know, and then I think you've got like all of these companies that are forward thinking, but it's kind of like, look, we are going to like give you this benefit. And look, we're like, we're ahead of the game. We're so innovative. We're yeah, aren't we great? We're done. Right. Best yeah. pissing contest ever, right? But then it's like, yeah, but you're not fixing it either. Like, like it doesn't yeah. mean that that's fixing it. So, you know, I don't know. I don't mean to be like I, a well, downer on this one, but I'm just well, trying and, to figure and out. And that like, it's still couched in this idea of choice, that it's a personal choice to have kids. And it's very hard And for sure. I mean, I guess we could all decide not to have children. You know, good luck with that future of our country. And not that everyone has to have kids at all, for sure. But I do believe we want to take care of our older people, our sick people, our children. And so when you set it up, I think this is the stress that always propelled me and still does. It's when you put the onus on the individual to try to figure it out. And, you know, that's when you start lying about, oh, you have a kid 
thing to go to or doctor's appointment because you're sick or just whatever, like, cause you're trying to pass that you're the perfect employee. Uh And if there isn't a structural commitment to helping the individual, like do it all, Uh then the individual is just bent down to the ground trying to lift this stuff and trying to, it's just so freaking stressful. Like you'd say things like even having to go to ask your boss for a a time shift in your schedule or all this. And I've written a lot about like how to do it and here are suggestions, but still the onus is now on you as the individual to go broach that conversation to come up with a plan and how to make it so your boss isn't uncomfortable in what you're asking. It, it's just exhausting. And who can choose to opt out? That's Claire in her story is yeah. saying, you know, very few parents have enough money to choose whether to opt out of paid work entirely. Like, so if this doesn't work, there is no other choice. Right. It's hard. It's hard because I I want to give the tips. We want to give the tips. Yeah. And I have studied this, like we know what, I think that actually more than giving tips, what I've learned to do over the years is just say like, I think there's something so powerful about saying this is reality. You're not crazy. You're not alone on this. <laughs> You're not alone. This is not set up to work. Like if anything, I'm just bursting yeah. the bubble of like, you hoped that you were living in a reality. And like at this point, who can hope that they're living in a reality right. that's yeah. Protecting as citizens. But, but you know, you're living in a reality that is just not set up to work for you. It is set up to work against you. Right. And so and yeah. now more than ever, because it's just ridiculous. And I, I am hearing, you know, leaders who want to support working parents at the same time, no one has any idea how to navigate this. Right. <laughs> like, right. Like right? nobody. And I don't think it's, you know, the idea that like we give people tips and tricks to do that. I think at some point it's like, yeah, you're like, yeah, (laughs) just like know that you're making this up and you're doing your best. And that's kind of all that we can expect of each other right now. Well, and then that you're also making it, I'm going to get super liberal right now, but you're making it in a point of view that views mothers as post-World War II, there is a, especially white mothers, you're not working. You know, the right family is looks like this. And so whatever happened, you know, we all came rushing back and the GI Bill and we're all going to make the middle class and all that sort of stuff. We're still living with the ramifications of that. So there, a lot of these policies are like, we don't want to encourage moms not to, you know, X, Y, and Z. You know, like, I feel like there's a fog around all this. (laughs) We're standing it as an individual in the fog of policies at work and in our society that don't help us. Right. <laughs> and and kind of don't want to help us at the very core. Like if, if we kept going down through the onion and kept pulling away the different, you know, levels around it, we come down to the core that's like, oh, no, no, no. We want you home in pearls, wearing an apron. Right. You know, well, keep running the family. I mean, I think and that, I'm just angry. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, I think that hits the nail on the head. And I think you're also what comes up for me in that very true statement is like they're only talking to it's almost like these policies are only set up to to preserve this American structure. And if you're talking about single parents, if you're talking about parents who are working multiple jobs, if you're talking, you know, like yeah, just there's no it's kind of actually quite frightening how this is set up to reinforce these like Yes these norms that that don't these fit ideas. And yeah. then once you once they don't fit you, they're kind of like, well, 
I like, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's frightening. And I think, you know, it's great that companies like in the tech industry, like provide these kind of gender neutral policies around parental leave. And now there's like question, I don't know what I have to figure out what they're all offering in terms of support during this time. Yeah. But they're a pretty small minority. <laughs> like, right. Patagonia right. I mean, is not one of hundreds of companies that provides on-site childcare. You know, well, and they have less than 500 or they have about 500 employees. Right. I know that because they just made the uh, threshold to apply for the Working Mother 100 Best Companies, which was 500 employees. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and let's be real. The last I looked and it has been a little while. So maybe the world has completely changed since the last I looked. But 5% of moms, of working moms have access to fully paid maternity leave. 5%. 5%. Oh, okay. 5%. I know there was a stat around like 14%. That's partially paid. Uh-huh. So 5% is fully paid. And uh-huh. then 40% of workers are covered by FMLA, which is unpaid. Right. That I knew. And, yeah. and that's all, that's not just moms. That's like, Everybody. you know, elder caregiving yep. and, and all this sort of stuff. So, yeah. And that 5% number is very hard to find. It's also that, you know how they always do the number that's the U.S. It is one of X number of countries that do not have a paid right. maternity leave Austin, law. in Papua New Guinea or something. Yeah, it's always, right? But if you go into Micronesia and all the really tiny, it's real hard to get pin down. So it's always easier just to say, you know, of, you know, first world countries. <laughs> the U.S. <laughs> is the only one. You have I know. to know how to say your stats the right way. Right, but right. But that 5% number is very hard because it's, you really have to like stitch together each of those companies and find that. That, yeah. you know, who is offering fully paid because there isn't a law. Yep. Boo. Boo. And so, and meanwhile, we've talked about Heather Boucher, you know, my yeah, girl crush. I was just thinking of her. The yep. economist whose work showing the reason we have a middle class is because of women's wages. Absolutely. That yeah. as men, it's all, you know, prices go up, wages go down. It's all been this pressure on men's wages. So that 40% of families where women are the primary earner, certainly women's wages are super important, but also contributing in the number of hours that women have been working and the money they're bringing in the family since what, like the 70s or the 80s. That's what's kind of allowing us to stay any, you know, hold on with our like death grip onto having a middle class. So there is no choice to go back to what Claire Kane Miller is saying. Yeah. There's no choice. No. So Lordy Lou. And then you'd say to a woman, yeah, but still have babies. Right. Be the best mom. Right. And figure it out. Just figure it out. Yep. And don't look like, don't cause trouble when you figure it out because we don't like to hear about it. You know, right. Uh, Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's (laughs) we talk about mentorship and we talk about kind of like women. I think we've talked about this before, but like women kind of trying to role model how to manage this. Right. Just within a company. Right. Yeah. And what's really just so striking about that is, first of all, like, you know, frankly, the people who are doing homeschool, hybrid, virtual learning in the midst of working, trying to keep their job, doing another job, trying to freelance. Like, yeah, I mean, obviously, if you were freelancing and not working with somebody in a company, like, but just like looking at if I were to talk to other parents in my company whose kids are out of the house now and like they're like, here's how you should handle homeschool. Like, like it's just, right. you know, I think we have very I don't think that's new. I think as laws have changed, I think as kind of norms have changed as company policies have changed, 
we don't have a ton of best practice to share with each other. We have some, yeah, but I think we really kind of trying to look at ourselves for the answers more than we're looking at our colleagues and our mentors. And then there's just kind of this sense of like, well, I, because, you know, we're all fighting over scraps. It's like, well, I had it worse than you. You have it worse than me. Oh, yeah. You know? Yep. And that's, you know, I think that's something that I don't, it's hard to, you know, we've thought so much about how to have that conversation in a way that both of us specifically, how to have that conversation in a way that is going to be really impactful and meaningful. And I feel like, you know, it just it is a ever changing <laughs> dynamic. Yes. And I think it's because we as a nation are not supporting families. I mean, I'm not even going on a limb. That's for real. No, that's like, for sure. You know, and families are working families. Everybody's working. That's that's the whole yeah. conceit of our podcast. And so why are we left to look for scraps? Why are we left to send that poor mom or dad or person with an illness or person who wants to get a degree or person who just doesn't want to work 24 seven to send that person in individually to ask for what they need is because we're not valuing all of us. We need, we all need to value each other when it comes to things like demanding paid leave, which by the way, we do demand it. Every freaking survey they do. They've done surveys. It's 80% of Americans say, yes, yes, we would like paid sick leave. Who doesn't want to be able to take the day off without losing their job because they're sick? Who? I Who doesn't? Know. I feel like you know? if, they, if they're answering that way, it's because it's been like phrased as like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like somehow you, you know, can just answer Godzilla that will come kill way. you. Yeah. If, you know, <laughs> like, how do you feel? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Paid sick time will destroy our nation's economy. Are you for or against, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Not to well, that question at all. I think that as we turn the corner and meet optimistic Jennifer standing on the corner <laughs> around the hall, I do hope, I mean, my Lord, you know, as we see the things like the research saying, like we were talking, um, with Dr. Zhang and Thomas Littleton from Yale about the fatherhood caregiving gap is shrinking. And I do think once having everybody involved in all these things that we're all home, we're all dealing with our personal health and, and the virus and we're dealing with childcare and we're dealing with homes. I mean, maybe the bean pot has to fall over and we can reorganize how we put the beans back in, what that pot looks. I don't right. know. I don't know where my metaphor is going, but <laughs> maybe that's where this is, is that, you know, there's just no hiding it. Yeah. I hope that's it. I hope so. I hope so. I love optimistic, Jennifer. <laughs> we do have to demand this, though. I do believe that yeah. it no longer can we. It's also not fair to employers. That's always been my feeling. It's not fair. I mean, it's certainly a competitive advantage if you say, well, you know, at my company, you get X, Y, and Z for sure. But when we're talking about basic human rights, about support for caregiving, support for education and health and all these sort of things to put the onus on every private company to have to figure this out. I just have never thought that was fair. Yeah. No, I think that's, I mean, it's not, not fair. It's, it's kind of like the lazy (laughs) lazy version of public policy. And I think that. And couched, it's like couched as something like we're pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps. You know, you know how they, like they, they position that laziness as being like, American. And it's like, no, no, I don't know. That shouldn't be. 
Americans should be that we build the, the best nation that supports its people. Yeah. Man, I'm getting, I'm, I'm fired up, man. I'm fired up. <laughs> My daughter, we were, what were we watching last night? She said something to me like, oh, New Zealand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They've really figured it out there. And I was like, yeah, well, on several levels. I think this was around infection rates of COVID. But yeah, I mean, I feel like if we could just stop talking about this American idea of like, this is laziness. This is pull yourself up by your bootstrap. Yeah. Like, just say like, this is what it is. <laughs> like, yeah. This is the reality of who we are populating we're, this country and we're a hardworking, freaking hardworking nation yeah. full of working parents, working young adults, working older people. Like we're all working. Yeah. So let us go off and work and build an amazing economy. Yeah. Just support us as we do. Yeah. That, that's all we're asking for. Agreed. Oh, oh. Well, that is a breadwinner topic if we've ever had one. It's I, so true. I'm all for it. So thank you all for listening to my rant about breadwinning <laughs> and joining us on the breadwinners. You will find links. Basically, what we're talking about is this very interesting story by Claire Kane Miller in the New York Times. We will link to that. And you know what? I what do you think? Visit us at the breadwinnerspodcast.com. Give us some feedback about it. Tell us what's happening with you. Ask a question. How are you making it work? We'd love to know. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review it. Let us know what you think about the breadwinners. Let us know about the topics that we cover. What resonates with you? Help us tell the stories that mean the most to you. And until next week, keep hustling. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.